0: A crazy podcast about DC With your host E-Rock and PD When we speak up, you get your keeks up Cause you know you got to get geeked up So sit back, relax, and get comfy Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy And listen to a show that won't be forgotten Coming straight out of Gossip
1: Out in the DC universe, wow, that's a little weak. I'm not feeling good today. Welcome to another episode of of Gotham, episode 66. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman Old Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to BOF and uh, clicking that drop down uh, Batman Book Club, uh, ELTD, comics on consoles uh whatever micah's show is called like colonial broadcasting i'm not even sure i can't pronounce that word uh lots of great stuff over there Uh, got uh i hope i mentioned gotham outsiders i love that show um so make sure you check out all those shows it's just a wonderful buffet of fanboy content i'm your co-host from the other side of the hudson river i'm a senior contributor batman on film i'm peter r vera and today we're recording on february 19th 2022 and as always have a great show for you today but before we get into good stuff i'd like to remind you all of our faithful listeners But if you take the time to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts and we read your review on air, you win a straight out of Gotham monthly prize pack. So you got to be in it to win it. Pretend like you're a Rotten Tomatoes critic and uh, just rate the hell out of us. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who in 1977 won the Russell Stover Candy Eating Championship of Pelican Island with a whopping 17 boxes of 20 ounce candy in 16 minutes, a fellow Batman on film contributor. And a man who drinks a whole lot of milk, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Holzman.
0: Man, I was the most advanced toddler infant around in 1977. Let me just tell you that. Well, there's only one
1: way you can get all that sugar in you.
0: I was barely alive at that point, but.
1: (laughs) You're being modest. Man of many feats.
0: Oh, but Russell Stover's are good, aren't they? Man, I love those damn chocolates. They have like all the different... I don't love the, the fruity creamed ones. Those aren't good. Like you like the, the nuts, right? Orange, you like nuts. Caramel, truffles. Mm-hmm. Those are the kinds that I definitely... He's got a sweet tooth. I definitely want to get into when so I... So would I you truffles.
1: say Valentine's Day is probably your favorite candy holiday?
0: Uh No, because I still prefer like Reese's peanut butter cups. and But I will mm-hmm. say the best thing about Valentine's Day is that's the time you do get those exotic types of chocolates, whether they be Russell Stovers or or Dove or um Ghirardelli, like all of those kinds of chocolates mm-hmm. seems to be more popular on Valentine's Day. Uh, so uh, but the only one who sends me stuff is my mother. So it doesn't That's not true. All <laughs> the ladies in Long Island love you. <laughs> all those soccer moms, they can't get enough for you. Well they send me other things, but that's not appropriate for this. Show, oh jeez. So I'm not gonna
1: maybe I'll some not- lingerie <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, wait, I hear another laughter in the background, Pete. Do you hear more laughter in the background? Uh,
1: well, we are continuing guest month, so That's that means true. one thing. We have uh, we have kidnapped somebody else, and uh, they are now victim to our madness.
0: Yes, they are. Oh, he is. I Well, I don't know his pronouns. Maybe it's they. I can't really talk about it. I'll, I'll
1: have to check his Twitter
0: profile. <laughs> so that laughter you hear in the background, guys, is a fellow BUF contributor. It's Trey Jackson, my favorite Auburn fan. Um, I only know like two, so he's but he's my favorite. Of well, the party.
2: other one's Charles Barkley. <laughs> we're we're good people, Eric. We're good people.
0: Oh yes, I know. I, I I mean, if we did a college football, if we did college more college football here in the Northeast, we could probably spend some time on it. I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I could I could talk about college football. But well, it's, it's
2: basketball season right now. It is college basketball season.
0: That's true, and you do have one of my favorite players, Jabari Smith. Who very likely will be the number one pick in the NBA draft?
2: I can imagine a Knicks fan really taking a good a good look. Yes,
0: yes. Right now, if he's a good
1: basketball player, (laughs) he's probably not going to get drafted by the Knicks.
0: Shut up, Pete. (laughs) Shut up. We don't want to hear that. Even though the the Pacers got pulled off a trade and got one of my favorite players, getting Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, Uh, he looks pretty good. Yes, even though it costs Sabonis, who I also like. But uh, but yeah, give and take. Well, Auburn's really been very, very good this year. So you must be stoked about their, them.
2: Yeah, they, um, they lost at Florida today. It's their second conference loss this season. Still in the running for a number one, uh, seed in the tournament though. So that's, uh, that's when it all starts is in conference tournaments. And then in March, the big dance. So looking forward to that. Definitely.
0: I think that's one thing of the NCAA tournament is one thing. One of those things, like if you don't follow college basketball, you're into the tournament. It's like the Super Bowl. People who don't watch football, they'll watch the Super Bowl for a whole month. Yeah. 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 Right. So the tournament kind of brings in those kinds of fans, the casual fan. March Uh, Madness. Yeah, It's amazing. It is is madness.
2: It's one of the, the craziest ways ever to determine a champion, a single elimination field of 68 teams. But it is a ton of fun if you follow it.
0: Yeah. yeah the first two weeks are the best like the first uh, especially the first like four five days because the game start at noon so even if you're mm. at work you can kind of sit there and the, it's so funny they built in that um fake button so like if you're watching it at work to press it. it looks like a spreadsheet pops open press <laughs> the so but yeah so uh yeah that's coming up i'm a i'm a saint john's alum and they're not oh, cool. doing as well this year as, as I wanted, but there's still mm-hmm. an outside shot. They might make it, so I'm kind of hoping they yeah. can put a little run together here and, and get in. Um, a, lot, Pete, a lot
2: of good history there,
0: and I know Pete likes Rutgers. So yeah, I'll, I well, I
1: wouldn't say I I like Rutgers. I'll, I'll root for Rutgers and Seton Hall. Like I'll root for the Jersey teams and okay. the tournament and everything.
0: So right. So yeah, all right. So we did a little bit of college basketball. Let's see how it works out. Um, I hope. For your sake, Auburn goes on a run. You know they uh, they haven't won in a long time. So
2: they've they've never won the whole thing. Right? They they've made it as far as the Final Four.
0: So and yes, they do have, of course, one of the the greatest players ever uh, graduate from there. Of course, Pete brought up Charles Barkley before. Um, what I think he's a very controversial guy. Most people either love him or hate him. Yeah. Um, but he's very opinionated, just like me. So I, yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate, I appreciate my man Charles. All right, let's. Like Trey knows how we get down here, so we're gonna start with our news. Everyone pretty much has loved Peacemaker. We've seen it so far. Trey has not seen the show yet, so we will not go in depth on the show or what we, uh, uh, you know, what we thought thought about the show. But
1: but the the event was spoiled for you, correct?
0: Yes. Yeah, the finale, I, do, I do
2: know what's up.
0: But. Okay. <laughs> The finale was spoiled uh, yeah. for Trey because how could it not be uh, with what happened? So as we know, we saw there were at the very end in the beginning of the finale um, of is talking to her mother, who is Amanda Waller. And she says, I don't know. Could you get the justice League to help us? So when they first said that, when she said that part, I was sitting there kind of like, they're not going to do it really. If the, it was planted. I didn't really think it would happen. And of course, at the end, we get the Justice League. Now we see four of them. We see Wonder Woman, Superman, and they're just kind of silhouettes. And then mm. we see Aquaman and The Flash, and those were Jason Oboa and Ezra Miller. So right away for me, I was kind of like, oh, cool, you know, they said it, they did it. In my head, I immediately was like, well, where's Ben Affleck? Uh, why are we only getting the silhouettes of Superman and Wonder Woman? They're not talking. And of course, as soon as it ended and people saw it, controversy broke out. First, it was the Henry Cavill thing, right? First, everyone was like, oh, uh, they should have just had him in if they were going to show him. Why, isn't he, why wasn't he there? Why didn't he come back? Um, what does this mean going forward? Um, and then the one omission, which was funny because I jokingly said to people, I kind I wished he was there because I expected Fallout and we got it anyway with him not being there. So I will start since Pete, you watched the show. I'll go to you first. Give me your quick synopsis on the whole scenario of what we saw and and what you think.
1: I hate the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I just do. People are dumb.
0: Um, this it's like Shazam
1: all over again, and I'm just right? like, you guys took something cool and you, you kind of ruined it. And it's well, not for me. I still enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, Batman, why wasn't Batman there? I don't know which Batman is it supposed to be. Uh, maybe, uh, timelines are changing somewhere, some movie down the line. I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, Ben Affleck's done. Is it Keaton? Is it Pattinson? I don't know. Again, I don't really care. Um, Batman was doing Batman things in Gotham. Uh, the, the, you know, the remaining members of the justice league who were available at the time, uh, made it down to, uh, peacemaker land (laughs) late. (laughs) And that's that. Um, and, uh, we all know why Ray Fisher and cyborg weren't there. Right. So he, uh, He made his, uh, he made his choice uh, a long time ago. Uh, So I, I just, I don't get why people are complaining. It was fun. It was cool. I can't believe, I thought we were just gonna get silhouettes of all four of them Uh, to get the, um, the greatest FU in the history of television was wonderful. (laughs) Uh, That was great. It was fun. I mean, it's just Rockstar Momoa and you know, you know, I mean, everyone knows I bust Eric's balls all the time everywhere. So to see the flash and Aquaman bust each other's balls. Seems pretty normal to me, so I don't get what the problem is with that, especially with the reach around uh, peach tea crowd. Uh, so it was just, again, it was just cool for me to see. Uh, I'm happy that he did it. I know Gunn uh, had plans for more, more members of the Justice League there. Uh, you know, somebody said no along the lines. You know, uh, I'll take what I can get. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Uh, the Batman's in a couple of weeks, so I'll see Batman on a bigger screen on a grander scale. And I'm not going to complain about it.
0: Yeah, so that's an interesting point. Uh, James Gunn today, it was either today or yesterday, but I saw it today that he was asked about the other, obviously about Ray Fisher and um, Ben Affleck's Batman. And he said he was told no, that he couldn't use them because it might imp- something coming in the future. Mm-hmm. So Trey, when you hear something like that, um, what do you think? Do you think that he had, sh- obviously the guy, the the stunt guy who was going to be Affleck, or B. Batfleck um, posted the picture talking about it. Um, So I have a couple questions. Do you think this was shot and then they had to scrub him out? Do you think that he wanted to shoot it, never did, and then they just shot what they had? What do you think there?
2: I would be surprised if it got to the point where he shot it with someone who was supposed to be Affleck's Batman in the shot. I'd be surprised if it even got to that point. Because I don't think, I think it's pretty clear. Affleck is not interested in coming back. Um, if Gunn is you know, coordinating with WB and DC at all, he knows that, that he's hearing from them. No, he's not part of this. You know he's not part of this. We're not going to do this. No, this is not going anywhere. So I'd be surprised if it even got past the point of a conversation like, "Hey, what's you know? Do I do I need to include some kind of Batman? You can't do, you can't do uh, Keaton yet, but I, I'd imagine that will be the case somewhere down the line. But since it's not that case right now, better to just leave him out entirely. Um, Trey, I think you make a valid
1: point. The only thing I, that I find weird about this whole scenario is. That the stand-in was dressed in full Justice League tactical armor, so that makes me feel like he was there and they scrubbed him out digitally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, th- they could have either done it that way, or Gunn could have sh- done multiple takes with the with the core four, let's call them, <laughs> and and the uh, the other two. Uh, you know, so he could have done it both ways and. Uh, Whatever happened happened, but it is interesting that the fill-in uh, was wearing uh, full tactical
2: armor. Well, guys, you might have to edit this out. I only read about the scene; I didn't actually watch it. So, was That's there okay. what was there a Batman-like looking person there?
1: No, he this the, the fill-in st- uh, shared on his Instagram page and his Twitter page.
2: No, oh,
1: okay. I, I I was there, but only W. B. and James Gunn know why I was not in the in the final shot. But it was an honor to wear this costume for the first time. Stunt man said that, so that's okay. where that's coming from. You could, I, I believe, his name is like uh, uh, at tuna fish. Yeah, something fish like that. T- something like that. It's so if you if you do a Google search, you'll find it. If you, uh, I'm sure, if you follow all the uh, the crazy zaddy
2: accounts, they're they're retweeting the hell out of it. So
0: yeah, but the well, question.
2: Then- I may have to change my answer.
0: <laughs> no, no the the question still it's the question still stands though because it does. There's a lot. There's a big gap on the left hand side where you see Superman and then you see like a mm-hmm. big space where you could say, okay, there might have been two characters there and then they scrubbed them out digitally after the fact. That's what a lot of people's thinking are, is thinking that that's what happened. Um, the funny part is I'm not thinking that as I'm watching this scene, my I exactly. is just on the floor
1: because I'm excited that the core four let's call them is is there and present so again, uh, I thought it was great to see, but whatever
2: I will say I, I've you know read a little bit about this the dialogue and you know people being upset about who knows it's the internet they're upset about everything but I can imagine that if Snyder had, shot the same scene with the exact same dialogue, people would say that it's the greatest thing ever who are now saying it's one of the worst things they've ever seen. Yeah.
0: I would, I could probably agree with you there. I think that would definitely happen. And I think the difference is, like, and you
1: know, you want to bring up the uh, the post-credit scene at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? The epilogue. Uh, I think the difference is that Peacemaker from the get-go has been extremely vulgar. Yes. You know, whereas... You know, it, it's a, clearly an adult-oriented uh, show for mature audiences, and uh, while Zack well. Justice League is rated R, it is a little weird co- in, in just seeing the Justice League in that in that you know state. But uh, I didn't have a, I didn't necessarily have a problem with the movie being rated R as much as I just thought the scene just wasn't really written well. But that was me.
0: Yeah, it's it's adult, but then there's like a lot of fart humor and stuff like that. So it's not completely an adult
2: It's adult in the well, like language. Way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's very um it's great. Don't get me wrong. It's I love the show. I loved every episode. It's the one show I watched in a long time where every single episode I liked, I enjoyed. I didn't have much of an it there were little things, but nothing to the point where the whole show was like, Oh, I can't watch it. Um now it's not everyone's cup of tea I get that too like it's very it's very different and if you're into a more serious type of drama then this show isn't for you but uh that scene is gen and I knew it would um there's just a, the one other thing I want to say about it Gunn obviously wanted to use them he wanted to use those two characters and he's been getting ripped online before yes. this all dropped right. so it's like <laughs> You know, they, they got to eat some crow there because yeah. he did
1: want it, like you said.
0: He did want to. Um So that's why I asked the whole thing about when did you think it was shot? Because it definitely does seem like he had a yes first and then they were like, ah, wait a minute. No. And they he says it's because something's coming in the future. Now, I'm assuming that's tied into the Flash movie. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know for certain, but that's the next time we know we're supposed to see Affleck. So. I also don't
1: know what Henry's contract is like. Like, isn't his contract supposed to be up? So maybe he'd have to like re up the contract to to be to appear in this. Um, was uh, some people have said Gals was pregnant at the time of shooting. Yes, she did just have a new movie come out with Death on the Nile, something along that. Very nature. good. So I saw it
0: by the way. Very good. But go I,
1: I want to see it. I really enjoyed the first one. Um, so maybe she was bi- when they were again. Like, when did they shoot this? Maybe she was f- shooting a movie. Uh, when this was going down, I don't know. She's a, she's very busy. She's got a very active lifestyle, and who knows what really is the case. Um, but I had no problem with the silhouettes. Uh, it was like I said, just getting the actual dialogue from Barry and Aquaman. I mean, can we just call this guy the Flash?
0: The Flash and Aquaman <laughs> was uh, was
1: more than enough for me. I don't need I don't need some little witty remark from all from one of each of them. So it was fine.
0: Yeah, so Trey we will send you. You can find the clip anywhere. So if you want to yeah, check yeah. it out, just just if you want to you see- started watching Peacemaker,
1: or have you just not gotten into it yet?
2: I I have not. I have not started. It's not because I've chosen not to or anything like that. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Just
0: busy. Yeah. yeah. Did you like the Suicide Squad? I did. I All did. Right. So then you'll probably um, like it then. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Seems yeah. like you know more the same. Yes. Gunn is. Um, yeah, he's a very interesting filmmaker yeah. so. i will say
1: this he took the guy from the suicide squad that i disliked the most not in terms of like i dislike the character just in the terms of the movie like he's almost like the villain yeah and then somehow throughout these like eight nine episodes whatever it is i fell in love with the same guy so it's really it's that's, that's it's a really interesting turnaround so it's very that was interesting watching
2: the movie I was like, if I had to pick one of these characters to watch a miniseries about, I don't know that it would have been Peacemaker. but And
1: that's the best thing about it,
2: too. Yeah. like You know, like, yeah. I didn't want this. I didn't see
1: it coming. And I loved every minute of it. So when people like, and I'm sure we'll get to this in the rundown, it's kind of like the Wonder Twins. People are like, why do we need this? I was like, well, guess what? We didn't need Peacemaker. We got it. And we all love it. So just shut up and just take what you can get.
0: Yes. So since Pete brought it up, I'm going to go there guys Segway. i growing up i was a huge fan of super friends i watched it every saturday morning because he's an old man in the cartoons <laughs> yes when they had saturday morning cartoons yeah. and i had always joked with the guys they'll tell you i've always said oh we should do they should do a wonder twins movie you know it could be like a spoofy type thing where they make fun of it whatever never did i think we would get
1: that's 100 percent truth eric has been saying this for years so when people are like, who wanted this? Eric Holzman, the champion of Long Island, has been wanting a Wonder Twins movie yeah. for years. So congratulations, yes. Eric.
0: You finally got what you wanted. I know, man. It's crazy. I can, I still, when I saw, I literally thought someone was joking with me when they sent me, like, get out of here. You're just playing with me. And they're like, no, it's true. And they sent me the article. I'm like, shut up. It's actually happening. So yes, as we know, they're two aliens from another planet and super friends. They come down. One of them turns into something really cool. They do Wonder Twins power activate and one of them turns into something cool and the other one turns into like water or a bucket or something ridiculously stupid. So, so it's a fish. Aquaman would like that. <laughs> but uh, for me, again, I hope this is going to be done seriously. I hope it's not uh, something that's funny. Um, But the guy who worked on Black Adam, one of the guys who worked on Black Adam, he's going to be helming it and he's apparently like a big Warner Brothers guy like yes. Warner
1: Brothers loves him he's done a bunch of pictures um i got to pull up the article but like he's a big he's a big time uh writer for Warner Brothers and everyone seems to be very happy with what he's been doing so you know it's going from i guess Wonder Twins to going from Blackout and Wonder Twins is a huge tonal shift but i'm excited for it because i don't really know anything about the Wonder Twins like it's i you know i I haven't watched that much Super Friends not as much as Eric. i got popping in an episode or two uh every once in a while but uh I'm just excited for new things, you know, like uh, Shang-Chi was another one. Like, I don't know anything about that character. I absolutely love that movie. And Eternals as well. I really dug Eternals. So when these companies now are taking risks on these smaller characters that I don't know about, I appreciate that. And same thing goes for Peacemaker. You know, again, just like characters I don't know. Like, yeah, I, look at me wrong, I love Batman movies. I can watch a Batman movie every day for the rest of my life and be like the happiest person in the world but giving me something that I don't expect and having it be made really well is just, you know, the icing on the cake. So Trey, did you, did you
2: know the wonder twins? Were you a uh, super I friends? Did, I, watched, I watched super friends. Yeah. All right. It was uh, reruns were on in the afternoons after school when I was growing up. So yeah, I definitely remember them. Uh, I was never young enough to think they were cool. <laughs> I, I just, even in the show, like as goofy as super friends is, they are the goofy ones in that show. Yes. So uh, yeah, that's the only thing I know them from, but uh, if, if they can turn it into something memorable, then I'm all for it. Cause like Pete said, I love when something is a pleasant surprise like that. You're just not expecting it. And they go somewhere you totally could never have seen coming. That's uh that's one of the great things about, you know, looking forward to projects like this. So this
1: guy, I'm gonna butcher his name, but it's like Adam Cycle. It's weird. There's a Z in there. I
0: <laughs> like. I think it's yeah, Cycle. Pronounce it. I think it's. Uh, cycle. But he's done Due
1: Date, Project X, Spy Guys, We're the Millers, at a Rampage with the Rock, and he was his producer on Scoob. Um, and he's also a part of Black Adam. So right. you know, he's a, he's a Warner Brothers guy, and they're giving him a, another opportunity here. And so let's uh, let, bring it
0: on. I'm yeah. like yeah. you can see the connection with with the rock obviously mm-hmm. um he has one with him so i'm sure that helped him in getting this <laughs> in getting this because the, the water brothers and dc definitely wants to be in business with the rock going forward that so, makes but, you
1: feel good about black adam
0: yes and i mean the wonder twins have appeared in teen titans go which i think that show is it's much again it's made for kids but i think that show is very very good yeah they were we on smallville and they were on the flash pete i don't remember them. i don't remember
1: them either i have to go back and do some digging and find yeah I, I uh i don't remember this i saw when i read that in the article i think it was on thr i was like oh wow i forgot about them and i did you know, I, I love the flash
2: do you watch the flash tray do you watch any of the cw shows um, I watched a little bit of Arrow when it first yeah, started. Eric um, stuff. Yeah, That's haven't bad. haven't caught up haven't. with all those shows yet. Okay. But I don't. Yeah, I don't remember hearing about them in Me anything either. outside of Super Friends. So. I
0: know. Well, they they had a, I know they had a comic run for a little while, oh. but obviously it didn't take off because it's not. It's still not around. They're the Wonder Twins. <laughs> It's not there, but this is great again for me. Um, I'm hoping again, I'm hoping it's serious. I'm hoping they do a really good job. And I hope again, that they make at least one time they turn one of them into the bucket or the rope or whatever, because there was always something cool, something stupid. And I never understood how it helped them on the, on the show that was made for kids. I still don't know what they did, Um, but whatever we're getting wonder twins and I'm all here for it. Like I think we're all here for it. So I'm
1: just I'm just happy that you're getting what you want. You know, so who wanted this? Eric Holzman wanted it. And so guess if it what? sucks,
0: guys, you, you can blame me. It's all my fault.
2: I hope it's everything you dreamed it could be. <laughs> I
0: didn't <laughs> I didn't have time to dream. I just I never thought it would happen. So <laughs> here we go. You mean
1: to tell me you didn't hashtag Warner Brothers every day, every hour
0: for this you know, movie? No. I hear that works, but no, I, I didn't I didn't try okay. that. All right. I didn't try that didn't do that yet. So, all right. So, moving right along, do you guys remember Tara Reed? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Remember her from <laughs> um, American Pie, obviously. It was one of probably her most famous film, I would think. Unless you like Sharknado. Yeah. Uh she was in Sharknado, of course. Um but she is getting a moder- a movie, a modern day psycho type movie called Sheila. Um, it's a psychological thriller. Um, she's a bikini competition contestant, and Charlie, who's running her family's motel for the week. Mysterious events involving a sunken car in the motel pool are complicated further by Charlie's <laughs> blurring of the fact and fiction as the timeline jumps between July 1989 and the present day. So, guys, we're getting it's more tri- time travel, which is some seems to be very popular in films nowadays. <laughs> we're getting a lot of time travel um uh, Reed's that goes on to say Reed's character owns the gym next door to the motel and spends her days checking out what's going on, which is usually nothing until this week. I don't know what week it is, but whatever <laughs> uh so this yeah, sounds
1: so weird, like I love psycho the original version, and I don't hate the Vince Vaughn film either, like I kind of dig it uh, I don't know why so many people don't like it um but to do this just seems so strange, and then with Tara Reed. It's just it's just a weird take, um, but I I will check this out. I have no idea if I like it or not. I have no idea if it'll be good to me. It just it feels like a B movie, <laughs> like it's got all the makings of a B movie. Yeah. So uh, it's just I was like, all right, you know what? If you're gonna remake Psycho and reimagine it in a way, I I can't help but watch. I just I'm sorry I can't. That's why it's in the rundown.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I like. I probably, if I saw this and it wasn't her, it was somebody else. I might take a pass, but because it's Tara Reid and she kind of does these types of movies. I'm a little intrigued to see what it's about. Like when's the flying shark NATO. Yeah. Like, like when? something crazy <laughs> and absurd going to happen. So Trey, you say, I know you say you're not a horror fan, but this could be a very funny type of horror movie that you might want to check yeah, out. <laughs> yeah.
2: I did. Lo- I did really, you know, I love the original psycho. It's a classic. Right. Um, uh, Man, I don't know what to make of this one. <laughs> to be <laughs> honest, I'll uh, I'll definitely be interested to hear what you guys think. And if I have the original cycle right here.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> like cool. Hitchcock's box set right by in, in in arm's length. So
2: excellent, excellent. Yeah. No, I mean, if I hear good things from people that that are more into this stuff, then I'll definitely check it out.
0: Yeah, and apparently she's working on some other horror thriller type stuff, guys. A thriller called cole's son where she plays an mi6 agent um so now she's reimagining james bond i have no <laughs> what idea what is tara <laughs> reed doing right now He's but she's
1: remixing everything
0: she is as we know the queen of one of the queens of the b maybe c-list films so these that's pete's right they sound like they're in that level of 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 movie so we will see but guys she's back
1: like i had no idea she was trying to be a scream queen <laughs> i didn't either and here she is and
0: she's back and but i mean we love tara reed i think i think we all kind of love her a little bit at least from american pie days I, there's there's definitely some nostalgia there you know so i'm definitely a fan so we'll see yeah we'll check it out Trey, and we'll let you know um I def I well, I might be iffy. Pete I know will check it out, so he, he will definitely let you know.
1: After this, I'm gonna watch that Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Oh so. okay.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I gotta
1: try that one out. We
0: didn't we didn't include that in the rundown, but I just want to say from what people are saying, yikes. That's Yeah, I'm oh uh say. Reno is
1: uh Reno was really high on it.
0: Yeah really well, high on it. Well speaking of Reno, uh we know our friend Reno is a huge fan of Blade Runner. And we're getting a live action TV series at Amazon with Ridley Scott helming, helming it. So for me, um, it's, it's Blade Runner 2099, by the way. And for me, the way Ridley Scott's been going lately, I don't care to watch it because I haven't enjoyed his last couple of movies. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think for the people who like Blade Runner, this is going to be good. I know they have that little cartoon out, I think now that anime cartoon. I don't think Reno likes that. (laughs) (laughs) As you can see, he's our resident guy we go to for, for uh, Blade Runner stuff. So I, I believe that hasn't done that well, but Trey, are you a a fan of the Blade Runner franchise? And does this, would this series interest you?
2: Um, I mean, I liked the original Harrison Ford movie. Uh, That's about as far as my familiarity with it goes, though. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's another thing that if if I hear really good things from people that are more into that sort of thing, then I might check it out. But I would would have to wait to hear from, from other people first before taking that much of an interest in it on my own.
1: Did you not see Blade Runner 2049? I did
2: not. Okay.
1: Uh, I love both movies. I think they're both great. Um, I really, really dig that sci-fi angle. Um, I'm interested in this only because Ridley Scott's involved. Um, and I, I, I'm with Eric. Like his recent movies, I'm kind of split, especially when it comes to the alien stuff. Like I hated Alien Covenant, but I loved Prometheus. As weird as that sounds, like I'm a huge Prometheus fan. I didn't see his Ben Affleck Blonde night movie. Uh, I didn't see that
0: one. That wasn't good. Okay, and the House of Gucci was really disappointing. Yeah, I, yeah, you really me, I, That's on my queue. I got to watch
1: this as well. Um, for,
0: only for Italian purposes. <laughs> um,
1: but uh, so Ridley's been kind of iffy with me lately. Uh, but you know, I feel like this is kind of me. I hope this is a passion project and he's really invested in it. Whereas sometimes I feel like the Alien stuff, he's you know taking a page out of Coppola's book and making a Godfather three to do something else. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, but you, you know, having Ridley involved in this does get me excited and. Uh, this where is this coming from is this coming from Amazon?
0: Yes, it's an Amazon show.
1: Well, you know, I mean I saw that everyone's really pumped on this Lord of the Rings trailer, and it's the most expensive show in the history of the world. So if Amazon's pumping, and I loved Invincible. So if Amazon's pumping money into th- TV and streaming, um they may be uh they may be something legit. So i you know, I think it might actually be worth checking out. Yeah, we'll spend a I let's just hope they have some money left. <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah, well that's what I was gonna say. We last on last show with Chris Burke, we talked about the trailer For that Pete just mentioned that was aired at the Super Bowl for the new Lord of the Rings show that's going to be on Amazon and that the show itself is it it took the budget was $465 million Mm -hmm. for this so almost half a billion dollars for a TV show Um, I know Game of Thrones was expensive I don't think it was that expensive. Um, but at the no. trailer for this thing, for me as a fan of the franchise and who loves Lord of the Rings, I am all in. I just. Yeah. I mean, if, if Bezos can fly to the moon or wherever the hell he's flying <laughs> in that rocket ship, he's yeah. got to
1: have some money for a TV show, right? The rocket mm-hmm. ship that
0: looks like a penis, but we won't go there. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> They all kind of look like penises. Let's yeah, run. but whatever. There's an article someone wrote about it's different. I it's fine. I'll go there. What, so back to Lord of the Rings. Sorry I threw that out there. Back to this Lord of Is the Rings. Is this Ring the trailer. Manscaped part of the show? We're yes. getting there. We'll get there. We'll get there in a little while. But
2: you jump in the segue.
0: <laughs> but uh, Trey, did you see the trailer? Are you a Lord of the Rings fan? I did.
2: Um I really like the movies. Right. Um loved them back uh, back in the day when they came out. It's uh it's quite a commitment to revisit them. <laughs> so I haven't revisited them that yes, often, sure is, but I, I do love when I do get to watch them. So this is one that I probably will be interested to see how it does. Um, Cause the, it, it's obviously very expensive, but it looks to me like they're making good use of that, <laughs> that budget because the trailer looks really good. So.
0: Yeah. Like the things you look for in these kinds of films, special effects, costumes, um the trailer looked excellent so i'm really stoked i was stoked when they named it and when they mentioned that they were doing Mm -hmm. this and now i'm really stoked pete you aren't the biggest lord of the rings fan yeah.
1: i'm very randall graves when it comes to lord of the rings
0: um (laughs) but i will say it
1: looked beautiful it did look epic um so i'm sure the people who are into that stuff uh, are going to be very pleased it looks uh just really uh you know Everything that it's, it's everything that a Twitter cinephile loves. It looks magnificent, epic, masterpiece, cinematography, all, all that good stuff, all those keywords. So uh, it, it looked cool. And, you know, like you guys have both said, it looks like every penny has gone to uh, the highest of technology. And it looks like it's been well, uh, well used. So, you know, I, I might check it out just to see what they do. I mean, they, they fight like monsters and stuff like there's crazy things involved. So if Eric says there's crazy stuff in then I might give it a shot.
0: Well, have you watched The Witcher or No, no, I, no, no, no.
1: The last <laughs> Witch I watched was in the Wizard of Oz.
0: You didn't even watch the movie The Witch? No. You didn't what, see that is movie? That, is, is that like a Ryan Lauer Halloween movie I should know about? It's it's one of the more no, it's more a Nico Caruso horror movie that's Kristen Stewart in it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kristen Stewart is not Just in it. He's taking shots at all my friends right now. Right? No. Um which was kind of a very it was a movie about this woman this girl who finds out she's possessed and is a witch and it's one of those is it a horror movie yes it is a I'm te- gonna check it out. it's okay. technically a horror movie but it's kind of boring so i okay, didn't, i so didn't it's... enjoy it i didn't enjoy it but i did see it and it got a lot of critical acclaim and what anya taylor joy is the is the um, lead actress in it? So that's mm-hmm. why I said it's a Nico Caruso vehicle because he has like a huge crush on on the Taylor Joy. So um, that's I'll why I, it out. I don't yeah. know.
1: That's 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 all news to me. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, sure. If sorry, I, Trey, we're I going... use Nico as my cinephile reference. <laughs> no,
0: <that's> fine, <laughs> we're segmenting here. <laughs> yeah, did uh, cool. it be to go there? Let's bring it back. Pull it back in. Of uh, but yeah. So, Lord of the Rings, guys. Again, if you haven't seen the trailer, you didn't watch the Super Bowl. But everyone watched pretty much watches the Super Bowl, so I'm sure you've seen it. If you have everyone except for Tom
1: McClellan. Yeah. He right. was watching soccer.
0: Yeah. Well. Pete's really taking shots at everyone today. <laughs> <laughs> so something I think I know that I watched. Trey, did you watch the book of Boba Fett?
2: Yes. Yes okay. I did.
0: Okay. I know Pete doesn't give a crap. So this is Eric's stuff. And we'll is do that this Boba T? For- <laughs> That's true. Boba T is fantastic. But <laughs> Bo- the Book of Boba Fett was not fantastic. But uh we all know that we got two of the seven episodes were basically episodes of The Mandalorian, right? We got two episodes where we got not only did we see Mando again, but we also saw Grogu. Now in a book, recent book, uh George Lucas um had a certain concern about the character and his concern was he was worried that the child would not have a proper amount of training uh which and as we saw in the book of boba fett he did kind of get a little bit of training at least uh we got a little bit of a then he had to make a decision which obviously he made the decision we all knew he was going to make uh because They need him on the show, basically. So we knew he was coming back. But uh, that was kind of interesting that that was the one thing Lucas was worried about uh, with this character. Did you think that was interesting? It doesn't seem like something it would be.
2: Yeah. Hmm? um, So I want to back up for a minute. Um, I think you said the Book of Boba Fett was not a very good experience for you. Is that right? It was not. So I think I figured out the secret to enjoying it. I waited until almost all the episodes were out and then watched them back to back. So I can imagine getting random episodes of the Mandalorian in the middle of the book of Boba Fett would be frustrating if it was one week at a time, but if you can go straight into the next one, it's a little bit easier to to manage for me. Um, But as far as, yeah, as far as Lucas wanting to make sure that Grogu had proper training, my question was actually like training for what? Does does that mean that he has to be a Jedi at some point? Because it seems like that's not necessarily the way they were going. So I don't know. That that was kind of how I read it. What what did you think?
0: I feel like I feel like that species, whatever Yoda's species that he obviously is one of. Would you call them Yodis? <laughs> <laughs> I th- I feel like they're all they have they're all force sensitive, so immediately yeah, that's where people go. And I'm I'm assuming I don't know if Lucas. That's the thing. It doesn't say that Lucas had an idea for a baby Yoda character, and that Falodi yeah. just took it and decided to put it in the show. So I don't know where he's coming from with this comment or with this thought, except for the fact that well, Yoda was the greatest Jedi master, so he's feeling this character has to be as well. Um, but it was, like I said, it was c- pretty interesting to read that of everything that could have been an issue with the character, that was the one thing. And yeah, I don't know what they're going to do going forward with him or if they if he's going to continue to study to be a Jedi or if he's, I don't know. Um, obviously that's the great thing about, I think this show and this universe that they're building around the Mandalorian. Um,
2: it's, I mean, it's definitely a way to keep looping the Skywalkers into the story. Um, But I don't know how much of that you need to lean on because, I, I mean, I would watch a show about, you know, the Mandalorian and what he's doing after his time with Grogu and maybe checking in maybe just once. But I don't know that he has to be a side character on all his future quests for it to be interesting. Right. Um, So I don't know, Uh, but it is weird that Lucas would kind of pop in and be like, Hey, make sure he gets his training. (laughs) I want to say this
1: as someone who doesn't care about this at all. I think it's great that now that George has even sold off his share and to to Disney and he really kind of has no, he, he could just go away and not care. But George, you know, Lucas still cares about these characters and where these stories are going and as someone who's a fan of, you know, just fandom in general, like you know, like I think the original creator having input is valuable. So I, I think that's actually kind of cool that he still cares. You know, he could just be hanging out at, at uh, was it Skywalker Ranch and yeah. just counting his bills, playing with his action figures. But the fact that he's in there is like, hey, look, you know, I got I got these ideas. You guys take them or leave them, but like I still care. I still want to kind of be someone involved. And again, if you want my, if you want to take my opinion, here it is. If not, that's fine too. But I think it's great that he's still kind of active. So I I actually appreciate that.
2: Yeah, I do. I I love, you know, hearing at least his take on what's going on. But it it does. It seems like a weird thing to pick out. Be like, make sure that Grogu gets his training as though. I mean, look at the world he created. This
1: is probably the biggest nerd of all time. It's like him or the guy who created Star Trek. Like, (laughs) let's be honest. So the fact that Lucas came up with this, it shouldn't really be that surprising, right? Like he made up all this crap. This and Indiana Jones and
0: yeah, Yeah. he's... Yeah,
1: we haven't even gotten into that stuff. But like, you know, the Star Wars universe is so much bigger than everything else he's done. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to me, this is like almost like vintage Lucas.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whether you like the prequels or not, those are all him.
1: I think Mm -hmm. episode one's fantastic.
0: So he like... Rick Shue can go to hell. No, he likes all of them. He's, I know he has a different standard for these films. I yeah, understand that. that's hysterical, but we're not going to go there now. That's another, another shot. That's another show. That's another show. <laughs> it's completely another show. But we will stay, we'll, we'll move forward. We will stay in the House of the Mouse uh, and we will continue with their other big IP, which of course is the Marvel Universe. So, first, I want to bring up that their Netflix shows that were very popular I'm talking about Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, um, Iron Fist. And then, of course, all of them together as the Defenders will be coming. Will Their rights will be reverting back to Disney. And it looks like we might get more of the shows on Disney+. Plus. So first, let me ask you, Trey. Did you watch the shows when they were on Netflix? And if you did, did you like them? Are you happy they're moving over? Do you not care? What's the deal?
2: I did watch them. And I thought... So Daredevil was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I thought. Okay. Um, and I, I really liked all of them. Daredevil was the strongest for me, but um, there's there's stuff to like. Even even the weakest one, you know, Iron Fist. I thought there was good stuff in there too. I agree so, with you. So I am I am glad that at least that section of the Marvel universe is going to continue on because that was really. I mean, I've I've enjoyed you know the movies, love the Avenger stuff, but the Daredevil specifically is probably my favorite thing Marvel has done recently in the MCU era. Yeah. So, yeah, really excited to see that continue. Um, I really like Luke Cage. I'd love to see more happen with with that character. Jessica Jones, too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, more of that. Bring it on. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I I wasn't sure what was going to happen to them. I didn't know they were just waiting out the contract, which is kind of weird to me that they couldn't have figured this out earlier. But, um, a way to break it, but yeah, this is something uh, I even like you you brought up Iron Fist with season one i I thought was really poor, but season two was so much better uh, so i'm I liked all of these shows, so I'm me too. I'm really looking forward to see where they go. We don't it's not confirmed yet that they're continuing them, but it kind of seems like that's what would happen, well, with Cox and so. the
1: m c u and no way home, you would yes. think he would at least get something somewhere down the line, whether it's a movie or, or
2: a season four, yeah, did you like uh? the defender series
1: i did yeah i did
2: i I actually like
1: season one of iron fist more than most like i get it's slow but i really was into the story i i really enjoyed it and jessica jones and uh luke cage were great i thought i thought luke cage fell off at the last season yeah um but daredevil was strong throughout it's kind of a bummer because like now it's like well what's on netflix for me to
2: watch the office is gone (laughs) these shows
1: are gone um Witcher. Stranger Things is coming to an end.
2: Oh most you know? of the Star Trek content is gone, so yeah, that's so what like, I watched a lot of. So yeah. I, I, Witcher.
1: I mean, I- Watch Witcher. Witcher. I mean, Rebel Moon. I guess I'll have to watch that. That might be my last. Uh, well, they got
2: they got Seinfeld now. So, oh, that's
1: true. So that's yeah. that's actually good. I've, you're right. I have been binge watching Seinfeld. So Seinfeld will keep my fourteen ninety nine. That's it. <laughs> the but one. It, it is definitely something that I thought about. Like if the if you know if they are gone off Netflix, what am I really? I've been holding on. You know, again, like the CW uh, DC shows. Like if they go the way of HBO Max at some point. Like all these other shows have been going, you know, there's there's not much on Netflix for me to watch other than Adam Sandler, Seinfeld, and Zack Snyder.
0: Yeah, the um, the show that I'm kind of interested really to see where it's going to go is probably The Punisher. Yeah, um, only mm-hmm. because it's definitely the most brutal of all the shows, yeah. and that's not a big Disney thing usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and John Bernthal, we said on the show that he has said if they change the character, he wouldn't want to stick with it because he believes that that's how it has to be done.
2: So they could, they could kind of save something like that for Hulu, I guess. Um, But I don't know, but yeah, the Punisher is another one, just phenomenal casting. Love that series too.
1: Yeah. I wonder, I've wondered how brutal Disney plus wants to get, (laughs) you know, like, Are the, are the is Punisher War on Disney Plus? I don't think so. Is Thomas Jane's Punisher movie on Disney Plus? Like No, and that was on TV a little while ago and I
0: watched it again. And
1: there's a decent amount of sex in Luke Cage. Like Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not f- really Jessica like Jones Disney too, yeah. Th- yeah. Yeah. So I have read a uh, few articles have said Hulu like Trey has mentioned earlier that might be a place. Uh right. I don't know. I wouldn't mind if Disney Plus had a more mature section. That I think so- that would be fine.
2: Disney Jessica After Jones has some Jessica Jones had some very heavy content yes
1: she she's got a she's
0: got a pretty foul mouth for her. and she has a drinking yes. problem and yeah. yeah, like there's there's a lot of a lot of adult content in these shows, mm-hmm. so uh yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where they go, but it does seem like they at least have a plan to use them in some the- form. So the
2: best, uh, the best Marvel villains have been in those shows. Kilgrave, Awesome. And let's not forget the one who
1: made the crossover, uh, Mm -hmm. into Hawkeye, the Kingpin. So, you know, we have Daredevil and Kingpin in the MCU. We do. We haven't seen the last of them.
0: Yes. So, right. Like those are little nuggets that show you that they're, they're still, um, here in this universe and they still want to use these characters. So speaking of Marvel though, um, there was an article in variety where it has a list of every project that they are going to be having in 2022 and of course, beyond and looking, I was telling the guys before we, um, before we started recording, this list is extensive, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of stuff going out. Obviously the stuff we know already, which is um, imminent is moon night, which comes March 30th. We have Dr. Strange in the multiverse of Madison, May 6th, Thor love and thunder this summer in July. Um, Ms. Marvel, the Ms. Marvel show will be on Disney plus this summer as well. And we're supposed to get Wakanda forever black Panther two at the end of the year. I'm not sure they're going to, we're going to make that one. Um, she Hulk, I know Pete has mentioned in the past. He's very interested in that show. Uh, so there's a huge slate going coming forward. Just give me a couple of shows that are on this list that you guys are really anticipating. So Trey, you can go first.
2: Um, So I'm really curious about Moon Knight. Would Mm -hmm. love to see how that plays out. Um, Just because I don't really know anything about that character, but he looks pretty cool. Oscar Isaac is good. So interested about that. Um, I'm really interested to see uh, our our previous, uh, one of our previous Batman's Christian Bale in in Thor Love and Thunder. I think that'll be an interesting Mm -hmm. turn for him. And then, um, Blade uh, how do you say his name Marshall Ali. Ali yeah i i really like him i've liked him in a lot and a few different things um he was in season 3 of true detective uh luke cage really as well right he was he was, he was he was villain in luke cage he so was, yeah. um really excited to see and and i i like the old wesley snipes Blade movies so <laughs> I,
1: i'll be everything but the third one
2: well the, the third, third one rate. the the third one was not
0: awful it just wasn't great compared to the first two so i think it's awful look any movie that has jessica Beale in it i will watch i don't care and (laughs) it's
2: it's one of those like i can't i wouldn't walk out on it i'm not gonna say it's good
0: and (laughs) i think that was like the true test for ryan reynolds to show he could play deadpool and it kind of his mm-hmm. character in that movie is very much... Well,
1: definitely was an X-Men Origins.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, but I agree. I like the Blade movies too. So and I'm looking forward... That's one of the ones I'm looking forward to as well. So, Pete, what yeah. about you?
1: Uh, first and foremost is She-Hulk. I'm so excited for that show. I cannot wait to watch it. Um, Doctor Strange is a Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I really... I love the trailer. I can't wait to see what Sam Raimi's cooking up. It looks like it's really going to push the limits of the MCU and just... I think it's going to be a movie unlike anything we've ever seen them make. I think it's really going to be kind of groundbreaking in that sense. Uh, Ms. Marvel, because Kamal Khan is from New Jersey. I, yeah. I can't wait to support a, a fellow uh, person from Jersey. Love my Jersey superheroes. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, uh, Mania, whatever, however you say that word. I love the Ant-Man movies. I love the second movie. I love the first movie. I think they're really great. I can't wait to get more of those characters. And the one that might interest you the most is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, just because I'm like – what the hell are you guys going to do (laughs) just from a standpoint of like casting and story and where it goes from here. I'm just that it's so interesting because we've been on record before me and Eric were saying, you know, let's recast this role. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I love Bozeman. I think it was great. It was masterful, but you know, black Panther is, is more than just one actor. So, uh, I'm interested to see where that story goes and how they develop it and just what they came up with. Cause I'm, if anything, I'm probably really concerned. Like, I think Kugler's a great director, great storyteller, mm-hmm. but it's like you take your main character <laughs> out of the story and it's like, what do you have left? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm very interested to see what he has cooked up.
0: Yeah, I agree with... Um, Doctor Strange, obviously, is something... I love the first movie. I'm one of the few, I think, who love it. I really think it's an excellent movie. So I'm really looking forward to seeing the sequel, especially because of everything we know now from um, No Way Home and... Um, what we we what, the stuff we got from what if like there's a lot of things that have been going on with Doctor Strange since the last time we saw him in um, at Endgame so I'm really looking forward to now seeing this next film I'm also very interested in Secret Invasion um, I know that's coming in the future but it's on this list and it's it's one of the bigger story arcs that they've had recently. It was a 2008 story arc arc that Marvel did. So it involves the scrolls. Obviously we've seen them in various forms Uh, in Captain Marvel. We saw them in Far From Home. So now we're getting more scroll stuff and that's a big part of the MCU um, going forward. So I'm really looking forward to that one as well. And I think the last one would probably be um, Harkness, the House of Harkness. I really liked her character in WandaVision. And I love Katherine Hahn as an actress. I think she's incredible. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this show, and what they go, do with her and where they go uh, with her character in that development. But there is plenty of material out there for everybody um, in, in coming in the MCU. It is amazing that when I think back to where they started with Iron Man and what they've become now, if you really think about everything that they've done, it's just an incredible accomplishment. And the fact that people still after all these films still want to see these characters and this universe grow and it's just awesome. So I'm really looking forward to uh, the next few years and the future with what Marvel's doing. Oh.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm really enjoying phase four a lot. Hmm. That is the correct phase. Fa- I lost track, but this is phase four, right? I think yeah.
0: it's phase 1.2 or <laughs> like, yeah. like, I think it's, um, you know, or 2.1, like they're doing, they're kind of rebooting and this is kind of the new the
2: the infinity saga is done right so are they Mm -hmm. is it even phases anymore i don't even know it maybe
0: we can call this just the multiverse
2: phase i guess i don't know because if
1: you watch the dr strange trailer there is a there's a voice in there a familiar
2: familiar voice i wanted to ask you guys about that go ahead about that well i mean what do you think is it (laughs) is is it what we think it is
1: I totally, th- it's totally d- Professor X. It's Patrick yeah. Stewart, without a doubt. Yeah. Whether he's a variant or whether they've pulled him straight out of the Fox-verse, I don't know. Well, you know, there have been rumors of, you know, uh, Tom Cruise's Tony Stark appearing in this movie. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. You know, th- there's a- anyone who was possibly cast <laughs> in a Marvel <laughs> movie before the MCU. Uh, what's his name with the crazy name who played Mr. Fantastic in uh, t- uh, stories, Fantastic Foreign Films has been rumored. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, there's been crazy rumors about everyone and any anyone who's been in a, in a Marvel movie in the past. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's clearly Patrick Stewart, uh, and it's clearly Professor S a- Professor X, if you ask me. So, I'm th- I'm really excited. I, I I'm just inter- I, it does get me a little worried. I'm like, you know, are they just going to start doing this legacy stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: that that stuff's a little weird. It, it's it's slightly different for J.K. Simmons as uh, as um. commissioner gordon and the upcoming batgirl film because like we got like a little to nothing in both versions of justice league so it's like okay let's let's give this guy a shot whereas like you know some of these other characters like i mean jk as jonah we got so much of him in the raimi movies right it's it's very interesting
2: right well do, do you think that do you think that raimi would come on for this movie if it was just uh marvel's greatest hits type of thing that that's another thing I'm wondering about is I mean, how much of how much of his sensibility, his fingerprints, do you think we're going to get?
1: I th- well, this movie looks scary as all hell.
2: Yeah, yeah. I you know. Think- so I think
1: that's the, all the that's the Raimi stuff. And remember, they went with a horror director in Derrickson for the first movie, so they're. Yeah. That's why I think this movie is going to push. I don't think this is going to be a kids movie. I think this is going to be the first Marvel movie where you can't say there's a lot of dumb jokes in a kids film. I think this is really going to change things for them.
0: Yeah, I think I don't think he would have signed on to it if he didn't have the creative control he wanted. Obviously, there's parameters with the MCU, so he, he knew what he was getting involved in. But I'm pretty sure they want Sam Raimi to make a Sam Raimi movie. So, and he does obviously, he did the Spider Man film, so he has, you know, legacy with the character of Spider Man in the same universe. So, yeah, I, I think, um, I think this movie, like Pete said, I think this movie is going to be one of their more. Ambitious and adult um films, and I thought the first one—I mean, I thought the first one was was kind of creepy in a lot of ways. It deals with mysticism and magic, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it was the different kind of the the villain was terrible. That's the one thing that sucked. But uh, you that's know, not the
1: thing that bothered me as much as is Aladdin's carpet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's part of the character, though.
1: No, I get it. I just, that doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah.
0: All right, but so yeah, so i'm really looking like i like i said i like the first doctor strange i'm really that movie is something i'm really looking forward to and yes i definitely think it's patrick stewart i don't know what they're doing i even heard that daniel radcliffe was supposed to be wolverine in it or something i have no idea was that a rumor at some point did i miss that i don't know i saw it as a rumor somewhere and i was like is that can't be true i'm like "Is it gonna be like harry potter as wolverine like
1: like, apparently rambo's in it too like people are saying that she's one of the yeah one, one of the flying people
0: so we'll see, man. We will see, but I, I'm pumped that for was this awesome. one, man. Yeah. I, I didn't think I'd be pumped for a Doctor
1: Strange movie because I did not enjoy the first one. But uh, I've actually enjoyed a Doctor Strange and his cameo appearances more than I did in his solo film. But yeah, like you get Raimi involved and I, it piqued my interest. And then I saw that trailer and I was like, this is unlike anything you guys have ever done. This actually, like, I, I was like, holy, like you guys have some balls right now. Like I'm really impressed. Like, let's do this.
0: Yeah, and we're getting Mordo back. Um... And he's kind of like the the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of of the sorcerers, he's kind of like the bad guy. So I'm hoping that we see another level from him too. Uh, because um, what's his name? Chiwetel Okafor, I think is his, the actor's name. He's an incredible actor. So mm-hmm. I like that he's back, coming back and they're giving him more material. So this is definitely a movie that I am... Uh, looking forward to, it. and we're getting more evil Doctor Strange, which is one of the cool parts of the What If episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that we got. So, which makes me wonder how much like I, I know everyone wants to say like What If is
1: directly tied in the MCU, but like there's certain things I was like, is it? Is it? Like, or is it just like another part of the the multiverse as they're exploring it? You know, so we'll see. I, I'm interested because I was like that again. That was one of my more favorite uh, episodes of What If was that whole Doctor Strange thing. I really dug that more than the actual movie. So.
0: Yeah, a lot of people did. That was one of the episodes a lot of people liked. So definitely, but more... more. Just, again, everything that they have coming is is crazy. It's just a tremendous, tremendous list of, of material. So Disney is killing it. Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, their own movies and Kanto and all those other things that they have going on. Man, they just keep winning. Unbelievable. So speaking of winning... Uh, we have exciting news from our friends at Manscaped. They just launched their fourth-generation performance package. This ultimate package includes the Lomore 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming, have done it again to make your grooming game next level. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new performance package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping, of course, using our code, Gotham. So, Trey... Since you are the new guy here. uh, How are your balls? (laughs) How big are your balls? And are they clean?
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, um, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Yes. All right. There you go.
0: <laughs> there we go. We have it from here. I, I heard hope difference. some of you guys were I, listening
1: to our previous podcast. Cause if you, if you bought, you know, the lawnmower 4.0 before Valentine's day, I think you were very successful and I think you had a great Valentine's day. So I just want to throw that out there.
2: I, I will say this, um, grooming and hygiene and, you know, good appearance is important in all aspects of life. So of course it's going to be important in this one as well. And, uh, your significant other will appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Like I say, I, uh, when we, on every episode, um, I think way back when it wasn't seen scene like a, such a big deal for a guy to take care of the situation down there, but things have changed. Uh, and, you know, I'm taking you, care you, of the situation right now.
1: <laughs> there we go. As you, I do
0: every episode. Yes. It's kind of like his reminder when we talk about yeah. this. Like, ah, oh, damn, oh, I gotta just, I'm, might as well just get my,
1: uh, my yeah. crop cream in there, you know? <laughs> Like, what is this the crop preserver? I love this great scent, really, really fantastic scent.
0: Yeah, great so, yeah, like, that's the one thing I will say. All of their products have the same scent, but it's that it's very, very, it's and very, Cologne very rhymes
1: nice. with feloni. So, therefore, all your Star Wars fans <laughs> should be buying this.
0: Yeah, so this package, guys, the, the new package, the 4.0, includes the weed whacker, which is the nose and ear trimmer. Mm-hmm. So, it includes that. It has the crop preserver, which is the ball deodorant. The crop reviver, which is the spray. The spritz, the ball toner. Um, as Pete, well, we always talk about, the boxer shorts that you get with this set—they're so comfortable. They really are. They are so comfortable. Um, they feel and like that weed whacker
1: is legit. I've, I use it on my nostrils, like I, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I keep that, I keep those nostrils tamed because of that weed whacker. It's the perfect name, and it does the job.
0: It does. It really does. It's, you know, especially as you age, hair starts growing out of places that you you never as, knew. As an Italian American, I know where hair can grow. Yeah, so you are kind of like all right, where do I do for this? And this is nice. It's very aer- aerodynamic. It's round. It's just perfect to kind of fit into those little nooks and crannies uh that you want to charger. You can use your charger for your iPhone, you know. Yeah, that's so. true. They have the hub for yeah, the mm-hmm. USB chargers. You have that. So Man, I don't know. I just remember before when you had I had to use a razor, it was always kind of a, a crazy situation down there. And now that I have the the low mower, it's so much better. Well, it's got the light so it's you got can finally see down there, you know? Yes, there's you know, no, you're not... the dark crevices of space. Uh, and I'm waiting what I'm waiting for them to do is to have like an AI version of this thing that you can just kind of let it do its own thing. And, I there's no way I'm letting
1: know? a terminator come near my balls. <laughs> I'll buy the razor, but I'm going to that's, do it
2: myself. That's living dangerously here. <laughs> yeah. That's true.
0: That's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just always thinking, what's what's next? Like, what's what's the next innovative thing they could do? Uh, so that's why I was just throwing that out there. But guys, as you know, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Gotham at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code Gotham at manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough this past year. Treat them with the best tools for the job from Manscaped.
1: I got no complaints.
0: Yeah, seriously, it's been it's been an awesome partnership so far. Uh, and uh, go ahead. I'm so
2: glad someone out there has thought about this problem and solved it.
1: <laughs> there are a lot of problems in the world, but not one of them should be your balls. That's true,
0: Pete. That <laughs> we need to, from We need to send them that as uh, for one of their next taglines. They're going to get this. They know. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'll send the sound check. That's so true. Yeah. So, all right. So, I think. You, everyone here knows. We've been talking about this movie for so long. It's almost here, literally. Captain Marvel. <laughs> Three weeks away. Of course, I'm talking about the Batman. I feel two like. Weeks. Is it two weeks? Yeah. Shoot, Eric, he's please. so correct. It's two weeks, man. I'm sorry. I've please check your flight ticket because well, you may our, be going to Texas at the wrong time.
2: Two weeks from today, we yeah. will be at the park. We
1: we we will be in front of each other, not just yes. on yes. on, a, on yeah. an internet stream. We will actually be together in person in the uh great state of Texas.
0: Yes. We will be. Of course, we're talking about the Batman on film watch party that is taking place in Plano, Texas. Uh and we are all going. So this is going to be a lot of fun. It's
1: the biggest watch party in the history of the website, Bill was telling me. So yeah. that's great. It means a lot of BWFers are going. I can't wait to meet you. Uh, well, I know you. I don't need to meet you. I know you. But Tra- <laughs> um, you mean Trey, uh, Steve Helm, uh, Lauer will be there. Garrett will be there. I'll have to tolerate Rick. I can't wait to meet Jen. You know, she's fantastic. Uh, so, you know, those, you know, and uh, Micah as well. Uh, i'll get to meet him and there's just uh, so many good people that i didn't even list uh chris burke we had on last month yeah uh, last he's gonna week. be there you know just i'm excited to meet everyone and finally just see this movie that we have all been dying for dying for i can't wait
0: right so first question i need to ask you trey is i th- i don't know if you i think you did get the calzone you got it right the little caesar's calzone man yes <laughs> i sounds like a man who
2: so... bought a pizza and didn't get a poster <laughs> Oh, oh, wait. I'm Okay, so <laughs> I've got I've got little kids, right? Yes. So I got I got it once and showed them like here's a Batman pizza. Do you know how many times since I've had to buy that thing? <laughs>
1: Thank God it's only seven dollars. Yes.
2: Good Lord, man, I've got I've gotten two separate two different posters out of it though. I will say that my yeah.
1: little I actually went back once to get another poster. They didn't have it.
2: Really? I, I out. <laughs> <laughs> He's like,
0: I'm not buying your pizza again. So now the just first thing the I said was, poster. Do you
1: have any more Batman posters? They said no. I no. said thank you and I left.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's um yeah. I'm I'm I've had it. So that's really all I have to say about the cow zone itself. <laughs> it's I like to I've tell
1: people it. I paid $7 for a poster.
2: The pizza was free.
0: Yeah, I I kind of agree with Pete on that. I think the the money I paid was more for the poster than the pizza. If you have um, more than one, if you have the, if you have an extra poster you could spare, I'd love to get <laughs> one. Trade. <laughs> I got mo- the
2: uh, I got the Batmobile poster, um, and then like a profile poster. I'll have to. Okay, look. I have the mm-hmm. red
1: one with the profile. I mm-hmm. missed the Batmobile, yeah. and now they I believe they have a Zoe poster out. So oh, I haven't
2: seen that one. Yeah.
0: Chances are, I'll probably be picking these up on eBay. I think I might just go there and be like, look, I'll pay the $7. Keep the pizza. Just give me the bolster.
1: I'll find you. Can keep well, it. I mean, you, I'm sure you can find a homeless man in Manhattan. Yeah. That's that a
2: good pizza. point too. That's a good point. Go, go hassle the high school students that work there for. <laughs>
0: so Trey, another for. question. Cause Pete and I talk every day and I know what he's, how he's approaching the film. So, have you been soaking up all the content? Have you been someone who's been like, no, I don't want to see too much. Have you been like, I haven't listened to any of the songs past the first one, any of the tracks. Yeah, that are these- I haven't
2: listened to any of the songs. Cause I am looking forward to experiencing that in right. the theater itself.
0: Um I don't know. I'm not
2: staying away from the content, but I'm trying not to learn too much either. Um, right. Cause just the nature of the movie, you know, it's a detective mystery, noir thriller, and the fun of that is really not knowing what's happening from scene to scene, what's going to happen next. So I don't want to learn too. You much want to figure about. it out
1: with Batman. Do you want to see yeah, if you're the world? Absolutely.
2: I, I have always wanted a Batman movie where, I mean, we know who we know who some of the villains are, but right. just really not knowing the whole conspiracy, you know, and figuring it out along mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to see something like that. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So there's been a slew of articles. Obviously, they're there the actors and Reeves are doing press tours right now for the film and we're approaching the, the world premiere's coming. So there's been a lot there's of Toys and Merch. Well yeah. The <laughs> Toys and Merch I see enough from Pete and my other guys because they show me it every day. So I know what's on that end of the of the spectrum. I got
1: it all. I'm so excited.
0: Like I can't but, wait. <laughs> it was in, it's interesting to read a lot of this information coming out now and seeing the different angles that that Reeves has been taking. Pete and I have talked about the like he's very influenced by a lot of 70s, not only movies but the whole time period that 70s were were like and then um now we're hearing more like you know what makes this Batman different from the Batman's we've gotten on screen before. Right. So um, Burton's Batman and Nolan's Batman, and even um, Snyder's Batman. Like what's the difference now with this one? Sounds like an article you wrote. (laughs) 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 Well, no, my article was different, but this, this this is complete. Like now we're trying, he's, he's kind of filling in some of the blanks. And one of the quotes I saw, he said that I felt like it was important to examine this idea of him being an emblem of vengeance. Is that really the right approach to all of this? I wanted to have the movie take you on a journey where you start having one point of view about what he's doing and then have that challenge in such a way so that you knew by the end he would have an awakening and he himself would have some change that he'd have to undergo. So it does sound much different to me than the Batman that we've gotten in the past. What do you think when you hear that kind of a quote?
2: So the change... Really, kind of reminds me of um, the character arc in Batman Begins, actually, where he starts out, you know, just hothead, out for vengeance, not even really thinking straight. Just I'm going to go gun down the guy that I hold responsible, and he figures out that's not going to work. So that kind of happened over the course of just you know a scene or two, and I- I'm interested to see how. Reeves looks like he's kind of really kind of linger there and let that play out over a longer yeah. period of time. That that'll be interesting.
1: I want to I hear what you're saying, but to me where it differs from Begins is when he comes back, you know, pop from the mud, he's a he he's a complete Batman, right? Like he's ready to get going, all he needs is the suit. Where it seems to me in this Reeves movie, he's he's not Batman or Bruce Wayne yet. Like we haven't he doesn't even know who he is. So we're going on that journey with him. It's not the origin story, but he's not this like polished, uh, you know, uh, crime fighter in terms of, you know, how, you know, using uh, theatrics and deception and stuff where he, it's almost seems like he's learning it still on the fly being this yeah. year too. I think that's where it separates. I think Nolan's Bruce Wayne came back to Gotham a little bit more polished.
2: It does feel like this movie, if you take in begins, if you take his time, like in the prison fighting in the mud, and put him in Gotham for that for that mental state that period mm-hmm. of his life that that might be more the kind of thing we're getting which is exciting because he's he is trying to be Batman while undergoing that kind of change so yeah
0: yeah and he even says um Further down in the article, this is, the, of course, the, the Entertainment Weekly article, that he wanted a Batman that was still becoming, he says. Like, he didn't want, here comes the Rose Gallery characters, and here's Batman, and aren't they exciting, and he's going to beat them. And he wanted it to be more of a psychological place for the character to go, uh, which I am really looking forward to. Like I think we've seen glimpses of this in certain films. I, strangely enough, um, Batman Forever kind of is the one I think of when You're you think right. of the psychological, yep. you know, angle to the story, to the story Batman stories that we've gotten. And this seems obviously because it's just a much darker, grittier film that it's going to be much heavier. Uh, and that, like that, to me is what makes this film different and why I'm even more intrigued. Outside of being just a fan of the character. Um, we're not getting the death of his parents in this, um, which we, which
1: seems to be kind of universally praised. Everyone's, you know, it seems like in every Batman movie, every director has to have one scene where there's the standard Batmobile chase scene and there is the (laughs) death of the Wayne's like, that's, that's (laughs) like a Batman director's rite of passage, you know? Yeah. Right. And, uh, I, I, you know, it's interesting how Reeves isn't doing that, um, in in terms, it's it's almost like the MCU kind of you know just moving away from the death of Uncle Ben.
0: Yeah, I was I was actually that was something I wanted to ask you, Pete, uh, and you just brought it up. Like I was going to say to you, does this is how is that impacting you the same way that not showing Uncle Ben's death in the MCU? Well, I'll I'll say this because the motivations
1: for Batman are still the death of his parents. Right. The murder of his parents. Whereas in the MCU, it's kind of foggy what Uncle Ben's role is. You've got the briefcase in Far From Spider-Man. Aunt May takes his place essentially in No Way Home. He's mentioned in What If, which is said to be in continuity. It almost seems like that portion of Spider-Man is so foggy, they don't know what to do. But Reeves is like, well, there's a reason why he's – this character there's a reason why he's doing this and it is the motivation of his parents death um i don't and i've said this before i don't need to see it again myself i've seen it every director's done it Um, i know the story uh so like it doesn't take away from that but as long as the motivation is still the same that's that's perfectly fine with me i i think that reeves still gets the characterization of batman and bruce wayne
0: yeah, and he there's, a, there's several articles on this, and there's another one um, where he was quoted. I believe this was at a panel discussion they had, and Pattinson was talking about the interpretation, and he said, "When he's Bruce, it's still the day his parents died." He says, "I mean, he hasn't gone over it all, and he's become Batman almost in order to survive his present, rather than think, oh, 'Oh, I'm going to make a new future.' It's mm. to protect himself as any as much as anything else. And as soon as he takes off, then he just goes back to being a ten year old boy again, and the pain is still very much real." Sounds like a defense mm-hmm. mechanism, right?
2: Well, and you, um, that that scene they released uh, at the funeral—you know, before the car comes, I haven't watched crashing it. In. I have not watched it. Oh, well. I'm tri-
1: I'm trying to go in dark. You want me to take the headphones <laughs> off? I'll take the headphones off.
0: Sure. I saw it on accident, but go ahead. You talk about it. Go ahead. Well,
2: uh, I'm only talking about it because it was it was officially released. But the way he looks at the kid at in the funeral scene. He gives that kid a look that's like you just lost you know a, a parental figure. I know what that is. I know what kind of life you're in for. I hate it for you that that seemed like the kind of look that he was given and that the the emotions he was conveying in that scene
0: right. You're right. No, I agree. Um, he definitely... That is definitely somewhere... Something that's going to be explored in this film. And that scene plays it out beautifully. But it definitely—it seems also like... The, I can't wait to
1: see it in the theater.
0: <laughs> the intent... <laughs> um, the intent is definitely to build this psychological character. And of course, we have the perfect guy to push those buttons in the Riddler. Like That's what the Riddler does. It's the character and... Like, Dano is, he play? I mean, I hate to say this because he's so good at, but he really is so good at playing creepy guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: Even Reeves said there, he's, yeah. a, he's just absolutely terrifying, which is so great to see. Um, I'm all for this fresh interpretation of the Riddler. Um, I enjoyed Carrie's interpretation. Uh, I got no problem with Gorshin and Aston. Uh, what they did in B-Taz was fabulous. I even like what they did in the Batman with the the uh, the Freddy Krueger-like Riddler, you know, the, the Robert England Riddler. I think yeah. he voiced the character there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, re-
2: so- I remember um, it was uh, talking about in Batman the anime series. You know, John Glover played the Riddler there, yeah. And they talked about casting him, and I- I'm forgetting the casting director's name, but she was talking about how as wonderful I think it's a pers- Andre Romano, or yes, yes, that's right. She was talking about as wonderful a person as he is, he has a very creepy quality to his voice, <laughs> and that's what drew her to cast him. So, yeah, I think this is just. It's not, to me, it's not as much a departure from other versions of the Riddler that we've seen. You know, someone who is unsettling and is going to push psychological buttons in a very purposeful, intense Seems
1: way. Seems almost in line with what Arkham, the Arkham games did, except right. that he's not wearing like a Hawaiian t-shirt and a wife beater. You know, he's wearing this like <laughs> raincoat and this uh, ski mm-hmm. mask thing. So yeah. I'm down for it. And it, Again, like i've said this before that's what that's why this character has lasted 80 plus years well all of them really uh, uh, the entire rogue uh, guy like they adapt and if we see the same guy in the same you know outfit all the time it's going to get kind of boring you know every artist you know uh from michael turner to uh jim lee even draws batman differently you know so like i'm right. greg capullo's batman is different from uh kelly jones batman so it's, it's this is not really uncommon when it comes to comic book heroes we should be as comic book fans we should all be kind of used to this stuff by now so i'm just again just i'm excited to just dive into a new world that's the part that really gets to me and my main man oswald's back baby (laughs) like come on
0: yeah and that's the other thing like we're getting him early too right we're getting him early before he becomes the big mob the head guy we're getting we're getting um which we we also got this in the nolan trilogy but we're getting gordon again when he's a lieutenant He's not commissioner yet. So it's it's very and we're getting Selena very early in her form, you know, as Catwoman. She hasn't even adopted the Catwoman moniker yet in this movie. So we're getting all of these characters in a very early stage. And yeah, like that's that's awesome. Like that's this is to me, and Pete, you're gonna kind of <laughs> probably roll your eyes at this, but like the only time I've ever seen Oswald portrayed this way was in Gotham. We got him before and he was kind of this just foolish character right that's true and now we're gonna get something like that again it obviously in a much better interpretation so yeah these all these characters we know i feel like we don't know these characters and that's one of the things that's drawing me more to it you did get
2: some glimpses of this kind of portrayal of oswald in the arkham series especially arkham Origins. so
1: yeah and i thought that was great i thought that was that's some of my most favorite oswald stuff they even, it's like Arkham's so twisted. They even found a new way to do the monocle. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of crazy stuff in the, in those yeah. games, but yeah, just, ah, oh, man, just I've heard, I've read in, in, I forget which article it is, but just hearing Reeves talk about this and how he wanted to create like a Batman verse and how he really wanted it to be self-contained and this way he can kind of grow it as he sees. And, you know, he, he mentioned like doing Oswald in a way that was almost Tony Soprano You know, Scarface like, and that's like, oh man, like you're saying that, and like that's hitting me in all my, in all my wheelhouse. Like I'm, you know, just it's not just about him, but it's about his greater world and seeing things through his eyes and how that mafia stuff expands. And I'm like, wow, man, like you're really getting it. Like you, you, it's it's so interesting to me how he's combining so many various things of Batman lore. From like I said, like the Riddler feels very Arkham, but like in some points of Batman, feels very '66 but you know and he's combining it all into one and it's just like wow like he's a, he really is a student of the character and he might be the biggest batman fan that we've ever had behind the lens and that really makes me feel good and like he's really in the right hands
0: yeah and the no, another thing that was has been bandied about in a lot of these conversations and a lot of these panel discussions that we've had is is robin uh we've only technically had one real interpretation of Robin in the movies. It's Chris O'Donnell's. I'm sorry, uh John Blake is not Robin. We could have this discussion all 50,000 yes, he times. Is. He's not Robin. His first name's Robin. <laughs> he's not he's not Robin, but his first he's name is. He's not Robin, I'm sorry. Uh, it's just, a nice nod to Robin. Right. It was a de- very nice nod to the character, but to be he it's just not him. Um, to me, it would be more of a Terry McGinnis situation if it was me. Then we we can talk more in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that that's that. We'll have we'll go over some beers. We will talk about this going forward. But they asked Pattinson about it, and he was like, "Yeah, but he has to be 13, right? Like that's the only way he wants to do it." And that's kind of been a, a touchy subject for people um, having a Robin be mm-hmm. that young in this kind of universe. What do you guys think? Do you think we're past that? Well, um, at this point, I know Rick Shue will bring up his, his famous op-ed he wrote for
1: Batman on film. Um, I did a social hour with Lauer and Jet not too long ago where I thought it could work and Bill was not, Bill doesn't think it could work. I, You know, he seems to think Pattinson is doing his typical troll job there. Um, I, you know, just the fact that he said it gets me really interested because like, I think if you get the right person and the right, the right writer, or the right director, I think it'll work. I know me and Bill don't agree on that, but I. I, I do. I, I think it will work. Cause again, like Batman in its, in itself is a ridiculous thing. Like this guy would be dead in a week, right? Like <laughs> the, fr- I said it about John Blake. The first night he goes out with the grapple gun. He's, he's face planting against the wall. You know, like it's, it you got to kind of suspend, uh, suspend belief or whatever it yes. is. It's, it its it could, I think it'll work because most people think of Robin as a little kid. Maybe if you want to age him up to 16, I know everyone wants to say Chris O'Donnell was sold so as Robin. Well, you know, uh, Toby Maguire was like 31 when he was in high school <laughs> on Spider-Man. So like, that's just the way Hollywood is. I like, like, you guys got to like, stop being so critical of this stuff. Just let it be. Um, I, I think it could work. I, I don't have a problem with it. If someone wants to give it a shot, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of with you on age. I think it would have to be a little older than 13, but Trey where do you stand here? Do you want, do you want to see a new Robin?
2: I definitely do. And I think that Pattinson was clearly just being ridiculous. I mean, uh, it's kind of like his thing. Yeah. I mean, so remember it begins when Bruce Wayne like pretends to be drunk and kicks everyone out of the house. Mm -hmm. I feel like Pattinson is basically doing that. (laughs) I can
1: see it. Yeah. Just,
2: just, just being, you know, ridiculous for the, for the fun of it. So I don't think that he was, seriously saying it has to be a 13 year old but I will say I think Robin I would love to see the character brought back to the screen I think the character is really important I, I agree. think the character I agree. Yeah. represents one thing that I really did like about um, the way Nolan worked him in is Robin represents a victory for Batman because he is someone Batman's mission is to, you know, root out crime and corruption and make Gotham City better, you know, one night at a time. But he also wants to inspire other people to do the same. I agree with uh, you hundred percent. And Robin is here. Here he is, someone that has been so inspired that he picks up that he he takes it upon himself to do the same thing. Um, whether Most whether good. or not Batman accepts him at first, I, I don't think that. I think that's an interesting dynamic. You know, I think that they would work best if, you know, Robin is someone trying to kind of break in and do that. And Batman's hesitant to, you know, take anyone on like that, not, mm-hmm. you know, adopt him or something like that. But having someone run around out there that says, I want to do this, too, because I've undergone a tragedy and I want to make the best of my tragic circumstances the same way you did, Bruce. I, I think that is... I think that's really important for the character and that's something that really resonates.
1: I completely agree with everything you said there.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think the way that this movie, at least like the psychological aspect that this, the way they're going with this, I think it would be perfect. Like, I think that's a perfect setup um, to have someone in that kind of a headspace have this kid or teenager or whatever they make him come back into, come into the picture and be like, you know, hey, I'm here. Like, I, I, I feel you. I understand. You know, this is... I, I, and th- that way making Batman say, you know, wow, I am in, like you said, I am inspiring somebody mm-hmm. and here's this young person. And if I could do this for him, just change his perspective.
2: Yeah. Somebody not wearing hockey pads.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Trey, uh, who is your favorite Robin?
2: Uh, Dick Grayson. My man, that. pots and pans. That's <laughs> what I like to hear. I think, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't hate any of them, but Dick Grayson.
1: Man. Uh, Damian, I can hate. <laughs> he's probably he's, <laughs> he is very low on my Robin total ball. I'll say that much.
0: I feel like most I, people love Tim Drake. I think Well, nobody so, more than Rob Myers and William Hawk. Uh, yes. Yes, yeah.
2: yes. I think so. A lot of people want to play up the Batman Robin dynamic as like a father son type of relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's literally that with Damien. I really think the big brother, little brother dynamic is better. I better agree it for them. Um, I agree. They've got their, you know, they've got their fights, they've got their disagreements, but they really make each other better mm. in a lot of ways. So
0: I think, yeah. and I think if they're, if they're hesitant on it, I think they could kind of look at the success of Titans and see that. Yeah. There's people who do love they do, do love this character and they do love Dick Grayson and they, they, you know, whether you, however you feel about Jason Todd and now we're getting Tim Drake. Like, I feel like people like these characters and they, it would be cool to see them. You know, with re- well, a real Batman, not a yeah. fifty-five, sixty-year-old Batman. Yeah. Remember the yeah. uproar you know? when people so. when uh,
1: Snyder said that Dick Grayson was the Dead Robin from BVS. Like, yeah. people were clearly upset. Uh, Dick Grayson has a huge following. Um, I was one of I was I was not happy when I heard that. But right. then again, it's like, all right, well, I'll just wait this out until I see him again, and he's on <laughs> Titans. So like-
2: <laughs> I'm not even man. I think Snyder sometimes says things just to say things. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's been proven. I, I believe who does, who doesn't. So, yeah. <laughs> so one of the other, one of the other villains that's been brought up that Reeves brought up, and I think would be awesome to see this take was Mister Freeze. Um, <laughs> so obviously, the Mister Freeze we got was Arnold Schwarzenegger's campy version, uh, which again is still extremely quotable to this day, and it's so people have Not so to much
1: fun me to the cooler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> people have so much fun with that 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 specific version, even though the movie was terrible. But Reeves says, in my view, I just feel drawn to finding the grounded version of everything. So to me, it would be a challenge and an interesting way to try and figure out how that could happen. Even the idea of something like Mr. Freeze. That's such a great story, right? I think that's actually a grounded version. I think there's actually a grounded version of that story, which could be really powerful and could be really great. So, Trey, what do you think? Would you like to see a grounded take on... Mr. Freeze, maybe something, how he got Bane in Nolan's trilogy. Maybe something like that.
2: Yes, I would love that. I love Mr. Freeze. Um, Are you guys, are you guys Breaking Bad fans? I haven't watched the show. Oh man. Okay. Well, you should for one thing, but it's a show about a guy who finds out he has a chronic illness that's going to kill him. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. sure you know this and he starts out, you know, earning drug money Because he's thinking, I need to provide for my family after I'm gone. But over the course of the show, you realize he's actually just a total narcissist and is evil. And even though he says he's doing these things for a noble cause, the the more his character is revealed, the more you see he's just has a he's in it for himself. And he's in it to kind of prove that he is as awesome as he thinks he is. I think something like that works perfectly for a character like Mr. Mm Freeze, where you kind of learn he's got, he starts off with these noble intentions that you even kind of really feel for. But the more you learn about him, the more you realize this guy is just evil and his means are justifying the the ends. So I I would love to see um, Reeves take on a character like that. I think that Nolan did a really good job with that really boiling characters down to who they are at their core and kind of building them back up in the context of the world he created. And I think you can do that with so many different Batman villains. And freeze is one that jumps immediately to mind because the only version we've seen of him was, you know, the Schwarzenegger (laughs) portrayal. Um, And I think he's due for something a lot with a lot more depth to it than that quick yeah I, I agree with you I, I felt that way about the riddler
1: you know and that's yeah. like i felt like there was something more there that someone could do with in a little bit more serious manner. again as i said earlier i like carrie's interpretation and what it was like i don't hate it but it's th- the fact that reeves is doing something a little bit more serious is a little bit more to my liking um you know i i don't know if that's something he has in his play for uh the batman number two or or whatnot uh i don't know uh what he really has in store for us but you know again like it seems like we've heard that this movie is more grounded than Nolan and but at times this looks as fantastical as Burton right like it's just it seems like the perfect yeah. middle ground for a Batman film with realism and comic book accuracy uh so like if if again Matt Reeves can make CGI apes believable and you can feel <laughs> for them I think he can make uh Mr. Freeze believable in any aspect he he could do so I just again until this guy proves me wrong, I'm gonna believe that he is the man for the job. I've liked all his movies, every single one, from Let Me In to War for the Planet of the Apes and Cloverfield, everything in between. So I'm just I, yeah, like I anything he says, I'm like yes, okay, you get it. Next, what's what do, what do you have? Like <laughs> I'm so excited. But I don't want to jump the gun here because the Batman is what's on deck. We've got Catwoman, the Riddler, and the Penguin and you know before I'm like all in on the sequel, I want to see what he can do with these guys first. Yeah. But like to say it doesn't get my juices flowing would be an understatement that he's thinking of more fantastical villains.
0: Yeah, I like I've said especially because of what we know about this film, like the Riddler was a great choice. I could have seen Hugo Strange being a good choice, but yeah you know, there's, th- that's another character that I feel like another villain that I feel like would work well in a grounded type of universe. So I'd like, he's someone I'd like to see, but yeah, I mean, to see someone take what the vision we all have of Mr. Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger in that d- ridiculous suit and to make it that more realistic, like the next vision we see is much more grounded. I'm all for it. So yeah, de- definitely, uh, let's de- let- hope we well, get that. I'm definitely thinking more along the lines of b yeah, like I, yeah, I, yeah right. Like I, I'm just yeah. saying we have this vision of this big shiny suit and <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's puns. But like,
1: I could I could see where, I could see Matt Reeves almost doing something involving the, the backstory of, of Mr. Freeze from b but almost giving him like a Captain Cold type angle. Yeah. And I could see the yeah. internet freaking out over that. You know, yeah. he just took a Flash villain and made him a Batman. <laughs> like, you know, like it's like how everyone freaked out that the Riddler's wearing this mask. You know, like yeah. I can well, see that happening too. But again, like well, maybe when you see
2: it. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't need to actually have a sub zero suit. Maybe cryogenics is just like his area of expertise and yeah. he makes use of it.
0: Yeah. You know? Right. That's what I mean. Like th- make it something we can finally accept. Cause I don't think anyone accepts the one we got in, in Batman and Robin. So I've accepted it now <laughs> because like
1: post Nolan, you know, because yeah. like, y- well, it's not even that it's post Batman and Robin really like because we've gotten Nolan Snyder and now Reeves, I can look back at Batman and Robin and I can honestly watch it like an episode of 66. Yeah. And that's because we've, well, that's gotten, what it is. we've yeah. gotten, we're getting three different <laughs> interpretations. How many years later, like if Batman and Robin was the last Batman movie we've ever gotten, I still wouldn't be able to watch
0: it to this day. You right. know? Yeah. Yeah. And like uh, you, my, my mind's working now, even doing something like poison Ivy. Like there's just a lot of which they just nailed on Batwoman, by the way. Okay. Oh, there we. We can't go one show without getting some kind of Batwoman reference
1: from me. I, look, I'm just telling you guys, it's good. Just watch season three. Don't watch season one. Don't watch season two. Just watch season three. It's actually good Bat television. Uh-huh. Please. I, I hate Gotham. If it sucks, I would have told you this by now. But it's not. It's actually good. Season one sucks. Season two, you could skip it. Season three, watch. That's all I'm gonna say. That's 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 it. That's my. I'm off my soapbox now.
0: I will say though, Pete, you are you have like real love for these characters. So when you do say something like that, it does carry much more weight than someone else saying it to be. Uh Because well, I got I, a lot of weight to carry. <laughs> I just know how you feel about these characters. So, and if something is the slightest bit wrong, sometimes you're like, I can't believe they did, you know, you get all, I, I so. hate watched Gotham. Yes. <laughs> right. I did that for you. Not for, no, 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 Not for me. You, I did I, it for, yeah, you, yeah, you, because I now it. we're here. <laughs> right. But I did it for you. Cause you were already watching it. You asked me to watch it. So I said, okay. And the greater good. I did this yes. for ba- Batman on film. I did this. Yes. This is what I do for you guys. We wouldn't be here. Yes, we would I not be here. I watched Gotham. We would not. Hashtag
1: be here. PV Gotham binge. My thoughts are out there
0: on the internet. <laughs> it's true. If you guys search that, search that hashtag, you will find Pete's comments on all Gotham. five seasons. Yes. Oh God. Oh man, I can't believe it. <sighs> well, it led us here, like Pete said. It led us here. So. Here we are, and I believe we are at the end of the show now. That's a good way to end. Pete brought up Batwoman. I feel like we can move forward now. (laughs) (laughs) We've met our Batwoman quota. (laughs) We've met our limit for the day. But yes, guys, uh, first, Trey, thank you for coming on. We've been trying to do this for a while we're happy to have um we're happy to have you on i told you before matt guys doesn't his voice shouldn't he be doing something why doesn't he have a podcast of his own right something voice related
1: (laughs) though he'll be back he'll be back i feel like you should be doing like medicare commercials
2: (laughs) (laughs) right voiceover work i agree i agree i've never heard that but uh yeah You can hook me up with a talent agency.
0: We're gonna have to try. We're gonna have to try. And you could even do because your accent—you could do regional, just in the South. It'd be perfect. You have your own little area. You would crush KFC commercials.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Yeah. Yeah. So all kinds of career opportunities here.
0: Definitely. But Trey, tell everyone where they could link up with you, talk to you. Go ahead, man.
2: Oh man, where can you find me? Uh, I'm on Twitter. Let's see. What is this profile?
1: (laughs) He doesn't Uh, remember his handle.
2: (laughs) At Trey Jackson, 619, you can find me there Um, on Facebook. I'm in the SOG group and the BOF group. So I'm always hanging around in there. We can chat, do whatever. Um, And yeah, if you guys will have me back, then you'll uh, hear me on future episodes. I'd love for, I'd love to do that. You'll be back. You definitely
0: will be back. All
2: right. I will be in, I will be in Dallas. So if you're there, come, come, come find us. He'll be wearing Um, his war Eagle t-shirt. Well, I'm wearing a Batman t shirt for that.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you've got more than one t shirt, right?
2: Yes, yes. So, okay, there you go. I actually have, I need to bring it. I've got an, a combination Auburn Batman shirt.
0: Ah, a, um... That's it. That's what you got to bring. There you go. Definitely wear that one. And all right, so Pete, go ahead, give him your list. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on social media that's Twitter,
1: Instagram, and Zach Snyder's favorite platform, Vero at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one, the podcast listening to now at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. You can follow our Facebook group and our Facebook fan page they are both great places uh, to just get news and interact with people like Trey Jackson. Uh, You can follow podcast number two. That is Italians for Spidey, the Italian Spider-Man coalition podcast that I co-host with the great Nicholas and Nico Caruso, the father and son combination in fandom that we all love. That is just a wonderful show. And it's a true love letter to all things. Webhead Uh, follow at team oval for just the return of keaton and the yellow oval as well as the oval back in print that's fun uh check out my reviews of detective comics and uh i got lots of batman batmobiles reviews on batman on film youtube check that stuff out i got interviews uh for michael useland to tara strong lots of good stuff uh and just let's interact on twitter let's talk about how great james gunn is and just how excited we are for the future of the dceu is the Batman's almost here. Eric's winning championships left and right. Like, life's good. Like, I don't know what these idiots on Twitter are complaining about because I'm having a ball.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. I, this this is – it's crazy that people are complaining about stuff when we have all of this content. Twitter is not real life.
2: Yeah. It's are defi- you sure? I am quite sure about that. <laughs> it
0: isn't real life, but it is where you can find me as well. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at finally thirty three. Spell finale thirty three. Same on Instagram, even though Instagram is really just for my food. If you guys want are interested in things I cook, I pretty much put it there first. And you guys can <laughs> see it. Sometimes I put the recipe if you're interested in making it. If you ever make something I put up, let me know. Uh, I love all the feedback. Uh, Pete too with his barbecuing and stuff We post stuff too it's awesome it's to too see. cold for that it's too cold right <laughs> now yeah it's too cold right now uh look out for my for anyone who lives in the new york city area look out for my new york Knicks podcast coming up um it's called all nicked up it will be coming it will be coming out within the next <laughs> couple of weeks well you got a lot of the, time a... the top
1: topping just won the slam dunk contest
0: oh and i missed it see i didn't watch it i'll watch the replay but yes oh uh, that's, that's a phenomenal name for the podcast thank you thank you thank you it's and he's big, called tears. He's a big, and he's actually a big topic on the first episode because he doesn't play enough, but that's neither here nor there, but definitely guys check that out. I'll be tweeting about it. i I w I probably going to create a Twitter account, a Twitter handle. So I'll be letting everyone know about that. You can also find stuff I have done for Batman on film. Go check me out. Look up, just search Eric Holzman. You will find my interviews with uh, Rebecca Romaine, with Jerry O'Connell, with um, Rachel Skarsden from, Pete's favorite Batwoman. show, Batwoman. Yes, she is also Megan Tandy, who was also on Batwoman. Batwoman right? Woman. interview with her there, an audio interview with her there. Uh, just really, really fun stuff. I've written articles. I've, I've, um, I've written articles. I've covered Titans for BOF. Uh, so if you do love Titans and you want to see my thoughts, go look there and come back and yell at me. It's, it's fine. Like I, I do. I know that show isn't everyone's cup of tea, but I actually very much enjoy it. So uh, I'm looking, really looking forward to season four. Of Titans. So I believe that's everything. Anything else, guys, any closing remarks? I'm good.
2: Yeah. Just looking forward to looking forward to the Batman.
0: Yes. And one final thing for me, I'm looking forward to spending time in Dallas with both of these gentlemen on today. Finally, not in the hotel room playing video games, right? definitely not in the hotel room playing video games i will not be doing that just making sure of that uh, but i will be at maybe there's a hotel bar i'm probably more likely to be there so if you guys are <laughs> gonna be i let me know i'll be over there uh again again just to reconnect with pete we always have a good time we hang out and of course to finally meet trey who i've been talking to for years now and it's actually the first time I'm seeing him, though, right here. So has it be really
2: cool. been years?
0: It's been wow. a couple of years. Yeah, we've been wow. talking for a couple of years now. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, Twitter's real life. Yeah, yeah. no, no, it's not.
0: <laughs> I always want to meet. I always <laughs> it's meet, an
2: approximation.
0: <laughs> I always want to meet the cool people in uh, in in this space. And Trey, you're yeah. definitely one of the cool ones that I've gotten to meet. So,
2: well, you guys absolutely are too. So, all
0: right, thank and, you. All right, so enough of this schmaltz fest. So, <laughs> so for Trey Jackson or Peter Vera, I am Eric Holesman. You are listening to Straight Out of Gotham, and we will see you next time. Booyah!